Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Next month will mark 15 years since the terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001. But the devastating fallout of the attacks continued to impact survivors of the tragedy. One clear example is shown in how the number of people diagnosed with different types of cancer tripled as of the end of June compared to the beginning of 2014. That's to over 5,400 people. Uh, To get more information on this matter, we are joined now by Dr. Michael Crane, Medical Director of the World Trade Center Health Program from Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. Welcome to this morning. Uh, Good morning. Morning. Well, first of all, can you tell us what causes the 9-11 linked cancers? Well, as you know, I'm sure there was an enormous uh, 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 release of dust and pulverized materials when the towers collapsed. And the testing of that dust uh, has demonstrated uh, uh, that it contained asbestos and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons and dioxins uh, and other combustion materials which have been have been related to cancer. The other um, cause for concern about, that we have is that we didn't really sample the, the dust cloud at the time that it was covering the city, and all our samples come from um, dust that landed on the ground and was later collected. So we really don't know the entirety of what was in that cloud. So we know a percentage of the cancers that could be caused by all of the dust clouds from the building materials. But who are the people most affected or affected by these linked cancers? Was it just the response team or what about just ordinary people living nearby? Well, unfortunately, it will most likely and has uh, at this point uh, affected people just living in the community. Um, Many of the apartments had broken windows and the rooms were covered with dust and the smoke. Uh, so the folks who uh, lived down there, worked down there, were also uh, exposed to this material, as were the uh, rescuers and responders. So what kind of cancers are the most common that are linked to these attacks? And you know, if you were just there for a day and covered in the dust, I mean, does that mean you have cancer, or is it repeated exposure for a period of time? Well, um, we think that just being there on the day the towers collapsed is probably a risk factor for cancer. Now, obviously, not everyone is going to get cancer. And if, if I may, there's, there's one um, very slight uh, wrinkle in the, in the reported numbers. The increase in numbers that was reported to about 5,000 were uh, the cancers that were accepted by the government, hmm. uh, certified is the word we use, as related to the World Trade Center. And that's been going on, that certification, that government action has been going on since about 2012. However, the cancers that have been accepted were diagnosed as early as 2005. So this is really Mm. about 11 or 12 years, really a slower, steadier increase, still an increase, um, but a less dramatic rise, I think, than some of the initial numbers uh, indicated. So what types of cancers are most common? 
So we see um, skin cancers. We mm. see cancers of the prostate gland in men, uh, mm. lymphomas, uh, which are cancers of the immune cells, um, thyroid cancers, uh, lung cancers, and then cancers of the kidney. Those are, those are the leading groups uh, at this time. And you can have more than one type of cancer at, at a time. Yes, unfortunately, we've seen people who have three and four cancers. That's uh, not, it's not all that unusual to have two. Wow. So the patients uh, or the people around, they were not informed of the possible risks that they could have faced from, from the attacks? Yeah, at the time of the attacks, I, I, uh, it, was, it was quite chaotic in lower Manhattan. Um, there, were, there, there were orders given to evacuate certain areas and orders not given to evacuate certain other areas. Um, the, um, the, um, hang on one second, I'm sorry. So uh, we have, the, a, um, um, yeah. We have a, I'm sorry, yes, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the responders worked uh, essentially in the early days without the usual types of respiratory protection because the dust was so thick. Yeah. Uh, the masks they had to protect themselves became clogged and they couldn't wow. use them. And there was a there was a, a fairly disorganized response out in the community. Uh, people not certain when to return, when to return. So yes, it was, uh, it was ongoing exposure uh, wow. due to that and uh, other factors on the ground. And they were just focused on rescue, recovery, just doing the best job they could. And so they yeah, sacrificed the their life at that time. Yeah, to rescue people. But, yes, exactly. These guys, are, these guys didn't think about themselves. They ran right down into danger. Yeah. And that includes people from the community. Right. You know, people, ordinary folks, ran mm. over there to help. So tell us a little bit about the World Trade Center Health Program. What kind of support does... Uh, does uh, your service provide? So, uh, since um, the passage of the Zajoga Act uh, in 2010 and starting in 2011, we've been able uh, to do um, monitoring, yearly monitoring of folks uh, who are uh, responders, that is, who have been exposed. Uh, we are allowed to uh, treat them for the conditions which the government has uh, indicated uh, are World Trade Center related, and that now, of course, includes uh, cancer, uh, and in addition, uh, mental health conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, we're also able to now, uh, thankfully, offer uh, cancer screening programs, like for lung cancer and colon cancer and breast cancer in women. So we're able to do to try to do prevention, uh, monitoring, and also treatment of both mental and physical health conditions recognized by the government related to uh, to the exposure. And these services are subsidized and people have to come to you, or do you actually track people down who may be at risk? Well, I, we actually, um, we have a, lo- a good notion right now of uh, the number of responders. We think the total number of responders is about 90,000 uh-huh. uh, who went down uh-huh. to work at the site. And, and we think we have about 60 65,000 or 66,000 in our group. Okay. Obviously, there's you know uh, folks who haven't been seen, uh, but uh, we we are able to track. We think at least the majority of them for now. And once they're in our in our roster, we can call them up, remind them to come. Uh, and uh, we also do a lot of outreach to the community to make sure that folks understand that the services are available. 
All right, so you're doing a lot of great work down there and uh, making sure that what tens of thousands of people who may be at risk are being screened from, for, for potential dangers of cancer from, from the attacks. Well, Dr. Michael Crane, yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Dr. Michael Crane from the World Trade Center Health Program joining us today on this morning. And if you have any opinions or questions regarding any of our interviews, you can email us at efmthismorning at gmail.com. We'll be right back.